Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. On earth, peace, the word peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Let us pause for a moment and pray. Our Father and our God, we're in your presence tonight to praise your name and to look at the word that you have provided for us to to deliver. May the Spirit of God deal with our hearts and literally transform us into instruments in your hand to, to make your name known in this community. As we lift our friends and neighbors up in prayer, And as we work toward their salvation, we pray, our Father, that the Savior born in Bethlehem would be the Savior recognized and received by many of our friends and neighbors in this next year. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. The prophecy... And the hymn that the angels sang all indicate that there was going to be peace on earth. Brought about by the person Jesus Christ. But it hasn't happened. There has been no peace on earth since Adam and Eve. In the last few years, there have been over a hundred wars in the world. I had those numbers at one time and I've lost them. I don't know how many anymore. There's no peace. Does that mean the Bible is mistaken in what it says? I think not. The problem is that man misunderstands God's timetable. There will be a time when there will be peace. When the Prince of Peace will come and sit on a throne in Jerusalem and will rule this world for a thousand years, in that period of time, men will beat their spears into uh, plow points the lion and the lamb will lie down together the child can play on the den of poison uh, insects and not be harmed and all of those things that we've read in the scripture the day will come but it's not now but this thing of peace man yearns for and wants perhaps more than anything else in the world. If you would ask a hundred people what is their prayer or what do they want for Christmas after we get over the silliness of saying we want all the things that would make us happy under the Christmas tree, we will admit the thing that we would pray for that this world would have would be peace. We want it desperately. What is it that we want? 
What is that thing that the Soviets and the United States sat down with our president and the prime minister or the premier or whatever he's called of Russia just recently? It wasn't arms control. It wasn't disarmament. It was the desire that this world be at peace. And that was a means to an end. But what is it we want? I went to the dictionary to find out just what peace really is. Let me, let me give you the five definitions that I copied from Webster. He says, peace is a state of tranquility. It's freedom from disturbances. It's a state of security. But he also said it's freedom from uh, oppressive emotions. And he said it's harmony in personal relationships. And I think all of those are good and, and I will refer to them from time to time throughout the message and I hope come back to them. But I particularly want us to remember the last two that affects us as individuals. And that is that we desire to have, a, have freedom from oppressive emotions, from anger. And all of the things related to our emotions that are not good. And the last one, we desire to have a harmony, harmony in personal relationships, one with the other. We want that. We don't want somebody angry with us or unhappy with us. We would like to be at peace with ourselves and with others. In order to achieve those things, mankind has tried all kinds of ways to, to achieve peace. But to my knowledge, there is no way that man can achieve it completely. We can settle our differences with each other, and hopefully we will. We can resolve some of our innermost problems that keep us stirred up and seemingly we can't find any peace even with ourselves. We can solve some of those things. But until a person is at peace with God, no other peace can ever achieve what we desire. Once we have achieved peace with God, we may live in turmoil, but I believe we can live in tranquility in that we have no animosities, no problems, no distresses between ourselves and God. When we reach that state, that's a hard one to reach. That's something that we have to strive for. And it will be reached only when in our minds and hearts we conceive of some things that I will talk about tonight. I think we 
try to achieve peace and harmony with our neighbors and our friends. I hope that we do. But that's a problem that is inside the heart. That thing that keeps us stirred up. Why haven't we found the key to inner peace? Well, I think the answer is in this. is because we haven't yet learned that peace is something that we don't achieve. Peace is something that God gives. We're never going to obtain it if it's through our own efforts. We're never going to settle those world issues between nations as long as we don't recognize that what we're after is only something that comes from God. We're not going to achieve uh, this peace between friends and neighbors and family until all members who are at odds with each other recognize that it will not be until we receive the same thing. Paul said, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Now he didn't say you're going to achieve it in living with other people. We cannot live peaceably with everybody. That's why he said, as much as lies in you, as much as it is possible. Why can we not always live peaceably with others? Because both parties have not learned that it comes from God. Until both parties do, there will be a turmoil in the family and in friends and in church and in school and in work and wherever we might be. Peace is a gift that comes from God. The same thing is true when it comes to, to our obtaining inner peace with ourselves. We war and battle with ourselves because we haven't learned the same thing. And what we're after, we can't obtain until we receive it as a gift from God. Now, to prove the point, let me quote some scripture. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. And I'll abbreviate it just a bit. Is a, a benediction that the Old Testament priests used at the close of the worship services, and you have heard Baptist preachers and other preachers use it as well. Listen to it. Once in a while I even use it myself. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Where do we get it? From God. May the Lord give you peace. If you want to if you want to read that sometime later, I'll quote it to you again. Number six twenty-four. Go back and read it. Listen to Psalm twenty-nine eleven. The Lord will give strength unto his people. 
the Lord will bless his people with peace. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Jeremiah said, I'm sorry, it's Isaiah. It is Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Whose mind is stayed on thee. So we have another key as to why we don't have peace. Is that our minds have a tendency to stray from God. And when the mind strays from God, there begins the buildup of turmoil and distress. I know every one of you have experienced it, and if you tell me you haven't, I know you're lying to me. Because that's human nature for us to stray. And if we will admit when we stray from giving God His just attention, we're going to discover that there's an internal turmoil beginning to build up and we no longer have that peace. All right, let's go to the New Testament. I'm going to Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7. I want you to listen to the words as to what it says about peace. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now let's decipher what that verse says before we get to verse 7 that gives us the peace. In everything, Philippians 4, 6, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God alright you bring your request to God in prayer and thank him for uh, for what he has done and so on and then verse 7 and the peace of God the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you had another translation, you might find the translation reading this way. And the peace of God, which is incapable of being understood, or beyond our ability to comprehend. And that's what it means. The peace of God that passes all understanding means the peace of God that man cannot comprehend. Why would God give man this thing called peace? It's beyond all comprehension. So we can come to God with our prayer, pour out our supplication to him, and we can sit back and be at peace. Because we've done our part. And now we know God's going to do his part. That doesn't mean that our prayers will have a positive answer all the time. <coughs> doesn't mean that at all. But it means that we have taken our problems to the Lord and left them there and we can walk away in peace because he's going to carry them now. The problem that we have is we pray, God, do this for me. But in case God doesn't, we try real hard. 
to do it for ourselves. And what do we do but get it all messed up? If we'd quit helping the Lord so much, He could do a better job with us. The peace of God will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I think that's a beautiful verse. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says this Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord of peace that's a prayer that Paul has to the Thessalonians the Lord of peace will give you peace always. And 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. You know, I, I looked at that verse, and I read it, and I read all that was around it. Do you know where that verse appears? It is in the middle of two subjects that those of you who are, were faithful in Bible study might remember the night that we talked about it. It's right after he has talked about speaking in tongues, which the scripture emphatically indicates is not to be done in the terminology that some churches do it. It is not scriptural. We'll leave that alone. But it's right after that and right before verse 34 when he says to the women to keep silent in church. I thought that was a pretty good place for him to put that verse. I just had to throw that in. Uh, but the point of the verse is God is not the author of confusion. Listen, when we are in confusion as a church or as a family or as individuals internally, you can bet God's not in it. God does not cause, nor support, nor encourage confusion. And if there is confusion, we're out of the will of God. God is the author of peace. And that only. And so when I have my problems internally in my own life, I've got to come back and realize that if it's there, it's not because God's doing it. Because if God were in control of my life, I would be at peace. And then it's all a matter of degree. The more we are under the will of the Lord, the more at peace we will be. And the further we get away from the will of God, the further disturbed we will be. And so we need to bring ourselves to the point that we realize that we're not going to have peace anywhere on our own uh, work or, or whatever we might do. We're going to have peace because God puts it in us. And he'll put it there when we allow him to do so. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. 
Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 14, 27. Jesus gives peace. Now, if God or our Lord Jesus is the giver of peace, then we must conclude that if one is apart from God, there is no peace. We've said that, I guess. There is no peace for the unsaved. I think there's one thing that we must understand as Christian people. When unsaved are belligerent, are antagonistic, are very vocal against the church and against us, against the word of God and use his name in vain and do all those things, I think that we must understand the reason they're doing that is that they cannot find the very thing they're looking for and they're belligerent. They are striking out because they are apart from God and the scripture says in Isaiah 48 verse 23 there is no peace unto the wicked. They are not at peace. They can't have it. One of the most tragic experiences that I ever have is conducting a funeral for an unsaved individual. I wish persons would not call me to preach the funeral of a lost individual. But I know they must. And I must graciously agree to do it. But I'm telling you, that's a hard job. What do you say? Because here is a man or a woman who has never been at peace with God. And we know that he or she has gone out into eternity without peace with God. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Isaiah said, we look for peace and there is none. Any of you ever gamble? Come on now. Has anybody here never gambled? I can't believe that. Never did. Never took a chance. You did? You gambled. <laughs> now, listen. The lost of this world are gambling their life on the fact that their heart will beat one more time. Just one more beat. And their experience is going to be like all of us who have gambled. You don't win at gambling. The tables are stacked. I learned that the hard way. I lost all my money in my pocket one time when I was 14 years old. I never to this day have told my dad I did it. 
I learned the hard way that the tables are, are going to be against you. The cards are stacked or whatever phrase you want to use. To the lost, the cards are stacked with 100% assurance that unless you do one thing, you will lose your entire bet. And that's life itself. The only way to avoid the great gamble and lose is to accept something from God. And it's a free gift. And it will bring peace. I think the question that needs to be asked, and probably I'm asking it of the wrong group tonight, but in any event, as no one can know another's heart, let me ask it anyway. Have you made your peace with God? Because unless you have peace in your heart with God, you're gambling your life on the next heartbeat. Jesus offers peace, we have said. This peace is not one that can be obtained on a battlefield. It's not something that can be purchased. There isn't some medicine that you can take and ease the pain and settle the emotions. There's no shot that you can give that will bring the trauma to a halt. If we are emotionally disturbed or mentally deranged, there are some things that medicine can do to, to bring us to a state of tranquility. But there's only one way to obtain that state spiritually, and that is surrender. Total give up. Admit that the battle is over. Peace, you see, in the definition that we have stated is a position of security. Now all of you know that I believe in the doctrine of eternal security. And you call it whatever you want. But what I'm talking about is if you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the scripture teaches without any question whatever that you are, are, are saved and will always, always be. No man is capable of taking the life of any person away from God, even that man himself. Once it has been committed, it stays committed. We might be wayward and, and fail and, and be faulty in every way and be a sinner. But the Lord will treat us not as a lost individual, but as a wayward child of his. But we're still his child. Those of you who are young Christian, put it in your heart and keep it there. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you were born again. And there is never a need to repeat that process. Never. Because of it, 
we can face tomorrow knowing that we are at peace with God and if we should die and our heart never beat another time our future is in heaven peace is harmony with God now once we are saved then we might not be at peace with God in our daily living in that we have not brought ourselves into harmony into his will and many times we get out of the will of God, not out of grace of God, out of the will of God. And we don't live according to what he wants. The question that you and I need to ask ourselves as Christian people, do we have peace with God because we're in harmony with him? People who are in harmony with each other are at peace with each other. If we are not in harmony with God, then we're not at peace. There's a battle going on in the lives of all people. Some of those battles have already been won. But with the loss, it's the battle of Satan against God. And the question will be, who's going to win it? But I can tell you one thing. I already know who's won that battle in my life. And I hope you know who's won it in yours. And if you know, then you're secure. You're at peace. At least with God. Let me quote again. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The Prince of Peace is born in this world. Bethlehem's manger made it possible for us to have peace with God. He was the great peacemaker. He wasn't making peace between you and me neighbor to neighbor, friend to friend, family to family, he was making peace between you and God. You can go out of this sanctuary tonight, I hope, with peace in your heart because you have received the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not, we invite you to do so. If there is a decision in your life that needs to be made in your relationship to God, bring about a state of peace in your heart and life. Won't you step out and make that known as we sing our closing hymn? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.